my god. The droid is ready. I I'm really not sure if I should be disgusted or proud. <laughs> but I do appreciate the voice line. Uh so welcome back to Thought Junkie with your host Nick and Babu. Uh <laughs> Oh my gosh, if you don't get that, I want to be your friend. Uh I was thinking of a different cold open. I was thinking of that, you know, that that one song where it goes, ah, who, what is it good for? Oh, that's not, you need to, absolutely nothing. Listen, yeah, I don't need your Chicago ass talking about Detroit Motown like that, all right? Oh my God, I'm sorry, I, did, I didn't it's know. Wah, who, well, I didn't want to give away what we were talking about right away, but you know, that, that's cool. Uh, I'm glad that you filled in the blanks because <laughs> it's, uh, we're on the front lines right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear it, but we, we moved our studio <laughs> to, to, to the, 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 the conflict zone in the Middle East, and there's, there's gunfire going on overhead, and we are in no way in a cushy studio uh, in our privileged neighborhood. Uh, no, no, this, this is dangerous territory, and what we're talking about is serious, which is why, of all people, we are tasked with talking about it. Yes, precisely. And we're talking about war. Because we wanted to take a really serious... T- because- because we think we're a lot better than we actually are. No, <laughs> so. we, we start off with, with a Babu Frick quote. I mean, come on so, now. So we're going to talk about something serious. <laughs> In the least serious way possible. Precisely. So, Max. Nick. When, when you said, when, when we talked about what we're talking about, war, mm-hmm. you said it's a good thing to talk about because it gets the people going. <laughs> I Don't take that the wrong way. Uh, but... I, I am interested in this for, for one reason. I think you have a very different approach for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, let's talk about, uh, of course, war. My, here, here's my interest, right? I think mine's going to be the most narrow, and I think that you can find some applications in which it's relevant. Okay. I, I am, of course, a big communications guy. Mm-hmm. Big fan of words. Mm-hmm. Big talking guy. Yep. During war, we, we, we were actually just talking about this. I'm taking a, a communication policy and law class. Right. And communication law is really, really muddy, especially when you bring up the word free speech. Because free speech is 99% of the time, free speech, asterisk, read the fine print. Right. Because especially when you throw the U.S. into a world war, free speech is not free. No. During things Jail like, is, though. J- <laughs> Well, I think I think that's debatable, but but yes, uh, it, it's weird because we talk about you know free speech, especially during a time of conflict, right? Mm-hmm. You see countries overall like tense up, yeah, and and they feel the need to put even more restrictions on on people, on production, and stuff like that when they're in a time of war, right? Why is that? Um, because you cannot fight a war against uh, so it depends on who you're fighting so if you're fighting against if you're doing what the u.s is doing fighting in afghanistan like that's not something obviously most people well okay i don't want to overgeneralize so a a large number of people in the united states disagree with that war yeah and they're very open about it Mm -hmm. and there's the, the government has nothing wrong with that as opposed to in the first world war People who were opposed to the United States getting involved in Europe and getting thrown in jail for, for, you know, disagreeing with the decision. Uh-huh. So the reason for that is because 
a world war, in my personal opinion, requires if you want to win, mm-hmm. you know, it, it requires like everybody's got to be on the same page. Like, Interesting. In that in that sense, like maybe not obviously in the private of their homes, people are going to disagree. Soldiers are going to disagree with what they're doing, that kind of thing. But they're in order for. I'm not saying I agree with this, and I agree with this tactic, but the the general consensus by governments seem to be that publicly speaking there needs to be no like dissension everyone's got to be on the same page yeah i think that changing like everyone has to agree with it versus everyone has to be on the same page is really key yeah because like there's different ways of getting people on the same page Mm -hmm. one is hell yeah we're america let's fuck some shit up yeah uh and we all and we all should agree with that you know let's roll through europe and kick some ass that's one way of getting everyone on board the other way is oh, no, we're being bombed ruthlessly. We're all afraid and we're fighting to protect our homes. Yeah. So it, it's interesting how, how people take different approaches. I, again, if we look at World War II, I feel like America had a sense of duty. And, you know, like, hey, like, if this gets out of control, it could affect us. It's kind of, like, preventative uh, mm-hmm. and kind of – but also, I think, a point of pride. Whereas other countries in Europe are like, okay, like, I mean, we have Germans in our backyard – we have to do something like you know we're on the defensive here. We're, we have more at stake, and this is more out of a place of like fear and protection. Yeah, um, I think for the United States, um, the economy is already. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not an expert on World War Two. Yeah. World War One is more of my speed. Yeah, we, but, we can take that. We but, can take that approach if you're interested. Um, with World War Two, I think it's a sense of. You know, Germany is attacking a multitude of U.S. you know assets, which is disrupting our already garbage economy at the time. Yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, so that creates some frustration, but not enough to go. Mm-hmm. And then Japan just, <laughs> just, <laughs> um, you know, they throw out the playbook. They, they really did. They were like, you know, doing so well in like they were really they were doing so well in Asia and then they like the US stopped selling them steel and they were like, "Fine." They're, they're like, "Coach, <laughs> they threw, I got this." They threw the biggest temper tantrum of the tw- well, no. Hiroshima and Nagasaki was the biggest temper tantrum of the 20th century, but they threw the second biggest. The, yeah, the second biggest temper tantrum was Pearl Harbor. As understand this, I I, re- I recognize the severity of the World War II conflict, but all of the memes about you know like the the Axis powers doing so well, and then all of a sudden Japan's like psych, <laughs> and is like listen here, we're gonna stick to the plan, except I'm gonna throw some planes at the U.S. and see what happens. Yeah, and Germany's like, oh no. I mean, Japan was pretty convinced that the U.S. was gonna enter the war, um, just mainly because Japan is. You know, they took the Philippines, which yeah. was U.S. controlled. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of asserted themselves on tons of different U.S. interests, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the U.S.'s entire Pacific fleet is in one place. Mm-hmm. So naturally, Japan's like, well, this is an easy decision. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, it turns out to be. I mean, like, tactically, they made the right move mm-hmm. if you're doing a, a you know, a, a first strike. But as far as. Like, in the long run, there should have been a follow-up for that. Yeah. Not, okay, now we're going to sit back and let the U.S. build up its army. Uh-huh. Like, they, they were under the understanding, like, okay, we're going to slap them on the wrist, and they're going to do nothing, and they're going to take it. And then you see the Star-Spangled Banner aggressively playing in the background, and they're yeah. like, Germany, 
Germany, help, and, yeah. and, and the rest is history. I think it's important to note, too, that, like, everyone in the U.S. was not on board. Even after Pearl Harbor, like, it was not the general consensus, mm-hmm. like, we should go to war. Like, you know, like, the African-American community in the U.S. was like, well, we're not about to go and fight for people's rights over there if mm-hmm. we don't even have our own rights here. Yeah. Um, you know, so there was a lot of that going on in minority communities. Um, you had just regular people being like, why are we going into another European war? What, yeah. what is the point of this? Yeah. Another being the key word. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the big thing that, that made me think about this though, I forget if it was, I think it was World War II, not World War One. Uh, there was a guy in Philadelphia who was sending like pamphlets yeah. to folks who were like, like army recruits, yeah. uh, saying pretty much like, Hey, this is a shitty war. You want no part in this. You should not go overseas. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, don't invest yourself in the war. So he, he was making a, a concerned effort to get people to not sign up, right? Right. And then the U.S. pulled their the magical trap card, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh style, and goes, flip, espionage act. Oh. Uh, and, and it's a big thing that we study in, in communication law because they're like, you know, I, I recognize your right to free speech, but... You, you could it ain't be. you ain't got it no <laughs> again it's the little asterisk it's like yeah. the fine print that's like 18 pages long right uh and and the espionage act is co- i won't say cool uh, it's terrifying yeah uh because it pretty much anything goes, can be espionage exactly They're, they pretty much go hey do you not agree with us well guess what you could be a terrorist or an enemy it's yeah it's like a generalized it's like basically is you create a law that you can mold into whatever you want it mm-hmm. to be and when and when you look at like other court case similar i think yeah. i think it was uh 1949 it was whitney v california or something like that mm-hmm. uh i know whitney's the key word there but so there was this woman yeah she was part of the communist party okay and the court case pretty much said being part of the communist party is illegal yep and, and without saying anything without doing anything like you don't have to be like an event organizer yeah as long as you publicly affiliate with the communist party i mean granted it was during like red scare period right give or take yeah uh but she was like gonna be yoked like out of the country and like or like delete us you know yeah i mean because uh, you know the whole red scare and all that happened it starts in europe obviously prior to the first world war um and it's a threat to european aristocrats and you know bureaucrats and that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so it threatens their wealth it threatens their power and then when it spreads to the united states it does the exact same because Mm -hmm. the u.s operates on the same cap well operate we still operate on that europe doesn't necessarily but on that european capitalist imperial type of oh yeah you know makeup so like when the communist party pops up then that's a threat to that power but like let's let's take all that situation yeah and just change the words so people can see how ridiculous this is right Mm -hmm. so we're men of culture (laughs) we're playstation fans uh (laughs) Let's say, you know, released on, on the Xbox Game Store, right? Yeah. Is is a is a game that teaches kids how to make like like terrorist attacks on okay. the US, right? Okay. Again, this is extreme, right? <laughs> okay. And so the US government goes, guess what? If you publicly own an Xbox, you what you you're going to jail. It doesn't matter if you buy the game or if you speak out, you know, like against the US. Right. Just having an Xbox or a membership is a threat. So any anyone who has one's going to jail. Okay. So first of all, we're elitists, we're fine. <laughs> uh but, like, that is exactly what is what's happening with this Whitney case. Yeah. Because even though she posed no threat, she, right. but there, there was the possibility that something could happen down the road because of her party affiliation. She posed the, 
the reason that she was in trouble is because she posed no threat to her neighbors and her community. She posed a threat to the people who are in control of those neighbors and that community. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And, and I guess this is more of a question towards you, but like, <laughs> uh, why, why are you laughing here? Just, <laughs> just because if this was video, I'm sure you would green screen like a picture of Lennon behind me as I'm like saying these things. I, I would never. I've never abused you with my editing powers at any point over Thought yeah, Chokey. Yeah, okay. Uh, Take it back to season one. You know, No, we can arrange for that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, th- th- my question is like, throughout the history of war. I mean, we'll look at like the US for example. Yeah. But like have we seen other examples of countries like slapping people on the wrist for like no. types of like dissenting opinion? No, not at all. Um human rights are generally a new thing. Um, so wait, previously wait, wait, when you say generally a new thing, what, what are we talking about? Like here? not every country in the world believes that humans have rights. Okay, fair. But like the, you know, generally speaking, despite mm, significant cases of cognitive dissidence the western world in theory believes that there are in theory you're being so careful with your words here i'm because you need to be clear about like mm-hmm. like yeah that's the idea but it's definitely not being applied yes because like, people have def- different definitions right like when people say like healthcare is a human right right and yeah. they say like oh the u.s doesn't care about that yeah. so therefore precisely so i'll let the, you keep going the western world theoretically believes in human rights right which is a relatively new thing even to the western world mm-hmm. you know so in the past like you know genghis khan's like or obviously he was dead at the time, but let's say the Khan of the Mongolian Empire yeah. has an army, literally, like, they had an army in Iraq. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, seriously? Try, yeah, they got that oh, far? Oh, oh, yeah, bro. They almost took over. They almost got into Africa. Damn. Um, but they, Shut uh, up. so the basically. <laughs> that's bitching. You know, so, like, if some dude in Mongolia was like, hey, that's garbage. This ain't cool. Uh-huh. You just slice his head off. Yeah. <laughs> no problems. <laughs> like, that was just, you know, like, how, you know. Yeah, our, our main our main Genghis is like you know, whatever. Yeah, but like, the, like, like he's just a person. So this idea of being able to disagree with those decisions is a relatively new thing. I think it's a great thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I do it all the time. Yes, but, like if you've listened to any of our podcasts, yeah, you know, right? Like so, yeah, I I think that it's it's something that's new. It wasn't applicable in the past because it just wasn't something that people were allowed to do. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just a. I, I don't think it was a liberty that was taken for granted because I think historically free speech has been uh, seen as a threat rather than totally, absolutely. Uh, you know, something that, that's powerful. They say, uh, and this is something that we're studying is, uh, and it's probably a conversation for another time. But like with a increased. Uh, in freedom, there's an increase in responsibility, right? So the more right. liberties you have, the more regulations you need to have to keep those in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that, like, when we first started having, like, the printing press, yeah. especially around, like, like London, like, by, like, monarchy and stuff like that, Yeah. Uh, they had, like, a quote-unquote, again, you can't see my fingers, but freedom <laughs> of press, but... End quote. <laughs> but it was, like... In parentheses, as long as it doesn't insult the king or any of the king's interests or any of the king's you know, economic policies. It was like that the, those medicine commercials where it's like, you know. It, it's, it's like, this will cure Trevilia your... may be known to... <laughs> like, like, just like rattles off 15,000 different side effects. And it, it's, it's like, do I want like male breast cancer because I'm using Trulivia to like, you know, clear up my acne? <laughs> like, no, you know. Right. Uh, and, and that was the risk that like people like 
I mean, again, back then when like human rights were like less prioritized, yeah, things like freedom of speech was less prioritized, right? It was like, sure, you can like have it, but and then like the sentence after the word but is a lot longer, yeah, because like. If you just like said, like, oh yeah, the king has a silly haircut, like no one should get that haircut, like that's it, off with your head. You yeah. don't get the right to have a head. Right. And like that's where the, that like, again, to put it very simply, the difference is when we talk about human rights mm-hmm. is the ability to like say you have a stupid haircut versus you have the ability to like live. Yeah, right. Totally. Which is interesting. And, and I think war plays a big war on or, or plays a big role on that too, because like we look at propaganda or people speaking out against the government. Like look at the Vietnam protests, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh it was really I would say it was difficult to speak out, but a lot of people had like internal conflict you know, conflicts like we could speak out, but like what risks do we run? And we see that today. Yeah. I mean, like think of all the conflicts that we have today and we see people protesting and people are getting beaten up. Yeah. Look at Hong Kong. No, definitely. Yeah. It's it's a global a global question and it's also um it's it's an ethical question too you know mm-hmm. what um you know because it's very easy to look at another country and be like hey like you you know look at what you're doing you know mm-hmm. and then like the other countries are like well look at what you're doing yeah and they're like but at least we say that we don't want to do that uh-huh. <laughs> you know like that's that's in my opinion, that's kind of the U.S.'s foreign policy is the U.S. being like, hey, what's wrong with you? Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then being like, you did the same thing for however many years and you're still kind of doing it low key. It, and they're like, but we publicly say that we don't like that. Mm-hmm. You know? It's kind of like do as I say, not as I do. Like literally, literally like Germany used this was German propaganda in World War II. The country that's literally executing millions of, you know, Jewish citizens yeah. in, you know, Ukraine, Romania, Poland, mm-hmm. Germany, all those different places. The country that's literally doing that was producing propaganda where the U.S. war machine was like, basically like, uh, was wearing a KKK hood and had an African-American in a cage and then Jesus. like had like uh, money in its eyes and like, you know, just like, that was like the, you know, the propaganda that was being used against the U.S. Like, damn, like, I didn't know that. Yeah, so like, the country that's literally committing, arguably one of the worst atrocities in human history, mm-hmm. is like saying like, well, look at what you're doing. Yeah, how are you gonna talk to us? Exactly. Like, and when you have Nazis being like, all right, like, 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 take a second and like step back. Like, you're not all that perfect. Like, that's how you know something's up right so i think this idea that you're professing like you need to be very careful when you are saying that you know well look at all these bad things that are being happened or that are happening you know Uh and then like but like you're sweeping your own stuff under the carpet yeah it's like it's like a, a a lapse of hypocrisy you know yeah so like um and the example um would be uh like there's kind of like this idea of um with that Suleimani guy that the US killed in Iran. Yeah, 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 the general. Yeah. yeah. So like obviously he's responsible for the deaths of, you know, thousands of c- citizens and soldiers and that kind of stuff. But there's also kind of like this thing where you have to take a second and look back and say, "Okay, this guy's clearly a very bad person and against the interests of the United States." But it's also important to note that people like him exist yeah. as a result of the actions of the United States, Britain, and Russia early in the 20th century. Yeah. Like, the reason that that region is so destabilized mm-hmm. is due to, 
you know, that kind of, you know, it's the same thing with Africa. Like it's this, oh, look at how terrible when you're the one who caused it, you Mm -hmm. know? Also, it's, it's all subjective in a sense too, because imagine if that same attack happened on U.S. soil. Right. And, uh, you know, we had seen like, you know, they had taken out someone who they thought was a threat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well, subjectively, he posed a threat to our country. Right. We'd have the exact same response. You know, we'd be like, all right, what what the fuck gives? Right. Like, who gives you the right? Yeah. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not endorsing anything that Iran does by any means because I disagree with mainly their human rights policies and those kinds of things. We're also in no place to be making bold po- political, right, global. Right. Yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> to our friends, our friends, our very supportive friends who are listening to this. Yeah, if, if you're listening to an episode of Thought Junk and you're citing that on your research paper, like like you, this, like, like this, my is guy, your of... academic career is not going far. <laughs> but mm-hmm. the uh, like, you know, when you when you're flying drones, like we would have a fit if Iran was flying drones over uh, Pennsylvania. Dog, if if an Iranian terrorist was flying a kite in a park in Pennsylvania, like there there'd be a you know what I mean though. You get what I'm saying though. Yeah, like no. that like that that idea that it's okay because it's us. Mm-hmm. You know, like I understand the need for espionage to protect our own interests, but yeah. like it's like man, what? Like I don't know what the answer is because it's such a difficult thing to like. It's like okay, we can step away and not do that, but then what does it open up? you know against us as threats but then it's also like every single time you do crazy junk in another country like then that's just like raising another generation of people who are like hating you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean well it's all exceptionism and the countries we see that we have the most problems with are the ones that call us out on that shit yeah when we're when we're looking at like north korea right uh and policy aside yeah i'm a huge fan of the character that kim jong-un is uh, because when you talk about it like cartoonishly, okay, like the U.S. is building all these nukes and shit, right? Right. And and Kim Jong Un rolls up like, "Hey, I want one of those. Why do you get to have one? I don't get to have one." And he right. starts he starts you know taking out his hammer and he's like tinkering with it. And the U.S. goes, "Hey, hey, hey, hey. I know we have like thousands of them, but I don't want you to have one." And he goes, "Well, why the fuck? Any other country? Isn't go, that such a strange concept?" Yeah, yeah. Any other country though, like or most other countries would be like, "All right." We, we understand we'll, we'll back off that's cool thanks yeah. dad but kim jong-un's that that bastard kid who's like george you're not my you're not my real father you're you're, you're, you're my stepdad i don't have to listen yeah. to you and then the u.s comes out with with with, with the slap on the wrist yeah know? um no i mean, definitely and you know you you deal with that problem of like the u.s and russia both have like what like twenty thousand plus nuclear warheads apiece. yeah or like they're saying that they're disassembling them but my su- my suspect or uh, I suspect yes. that they're just sitting slightly disassembled in a boneyard somewhere in Arizona. They they, they, <laughs> they took off like the power button. Yeah, it's like right. below a rug. Yeah, like they unplugged them. Uh-huh. But <laughs> like I in my you know like it's crazy to me that the U.S. and Russia and France and the U.K. and India and all these countries can have these things, and then like, but then they're like. Oh, and by the way, nobody else can have them but us. Uh huh. Exactly. Like you're literally creating a world order. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's weird to have that double standard. But yeah. Also, I mean, like, let's think of it from the other perspective. We'll play devil's advocate. It's a necessity, on on the on the U.S. end. Like, if if no one else does this, like, who's who's going to do it? You right. Know? Like, we have to be that beacon of hope, 
uh, that, you know, keeps balance to the universe. We are the Senate. Totally. You know, uh, unlimited power, any other Star Wars quote you want to throw in there. Uh, I'm not drawing a connection <laughs> between the U.S. Emperor Palpatine and, and the United States. Do it. Uh, I, all I'm saying is, is George Lucas was on to something. No, I'm just <laughs> Good Lord, man. Uh can I make a small tangent though? Yeah, go for Cause, it. Because we're we're hitting you know the last five minutes. Yeah, I, I have to get this in. Yeah. Did you see that they revealed the 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 uniforms for Space Force? Oh my God! Did you see that? Their camouflage. Yeah, Their regular camo. Yeah. I right. saw some dude on Twitter who's like, "Yo, what's what's brown and green camo gonna do in space?" Yeah. Um. Like, wouldn't you go with like black? Yeah, I think the the reasoning for that is that most. I don't think there's going to be any combat units in space, mainly because bullets don't, like, you can't fire a gun in space. Yet. Like. Call of Duty did it first. <laughs> you, know that, you, know, you know that mission was cool as hell. Astrophysicists were pulling their hair out when that game came out. Dog, Call of Duty went, we're going to take guns <laughs> in, in, in space. <laughs> this guy has, like, a 1911 and is rattling off rounds <laughs> in oh, the vacuum of space. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's because there's no combat units and it's, I think it's going to be like, kind of like the Marines are, I don't want to offend any Marines, but I think they're a part of the Navy technically, I or they work in conjunction with them. Yeah. That's, I think that's what space force is going to be like the Marines of the air force. The air force. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like a special unit. So you know? they'll be the special forces they'll be primarily on the ground, just like air forces. So I mm -hmm. think that's why they're camo. But like, I hope that like, if they do make combat units, they have like some sweet, like jet black like uh-huh everybody should be wearing leather <laughs> everybody le le like leather dusters and yes shit. yes i want like some cowboy bebop <laughs> like <laughs> and, and, and here's the thing though they're all gonna be in, in spacesuits though yeah so even if if they're dressed up cool as hell they have to have cool looking spacesuits above it That's so true. it's like a double design thing yeah you know what if they're looking for designers this is me leaning over towards you. They can hit me up because <laughs> right. I have some bitching ideas. I've watched yeah. enough Star Wars and, and Star Trek and shit like that. I have some great ideas. Okay. Uh, I've also admittedly looked into, like, you know how they have, like, like those Marine shirts that people buy? Like, yeah. you know, when they're in the ROTC and, mm -hmm. like, oh, I want to be a Marine. So they buy, like, a Marine shirt. Uh, no hate, by the way. Uh, th this is just a small side because I, I know a single person, single tangent. Okay. Uh, they're starting to make Space Force shirts. Yes. Supposedly. Yes. I'm buying one. Oh, you are. The, the second I can find a reliable uh, outlet for it, I'm a buying reliable it. Reliable outlet. Okay. I, I found it on like Redbubble or whatever. Oh yeah. I I, I want to walk around and be a, a, a proud supporter of Space Force. Also, I want those like bumper stickers that says like you know how like, they have like proud Marine mom. Mm hmm. I want proud Space Force dad. Oh, there we go. Excellent. I, th I you know like I I think that. <laughs> You good? I was so disappointed when they named it Space Force. Uh, what what would you, you wanna, have proposed instead? So like, I mean, instead of Space Force, what what do you look at? So you could be like, um, well, I guess Army is such a simple. It's a four letter word. Yeah. Again, Marines. It is right. Yeah. Marines is it because is of the Marine assault aspect. That's mm -hmm. why they're called that. Navy's easy. Right, because of both Air Force is Air plus Force. Uh, but again, Space Force is Space plus Force. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, it could have been like, I don't know. I th I, th I think uh, I, th I think the, the big man in the office knows what he's talking about. I think he's a, key, he's a king of branding. I don't know. It just seems like so, like, it seems so gimmicky, though, doesn't it? Like, Space Force. Yeah, you're going to be that one recruit who gets drafted to the Space Wars. You're like, hey, yo, 
This is a stupid ass name. <laughs> I don't want this. Could we, we be called Moon Buddies listen, instead? Listen, they're not gonna put my big ass in a spaceship, bro. <laughs> what, what do I you mean? Will not fit. One Dude. of those Halo drop pods. It's not gonna work out. You, you could. Clap You're gonna some, open it up and it's gonna be mush in there. You can collapse some alien cheeks, dog. No, there's you no stand way. a better chance in space than I do. Oh my goodness. Does that also like, this is another tangent, but like, why is it that when it comes to space, our first, like, or like when we're talking about aliens, like our first thing is like, we're going to kill them. <laughs> like, that's like the first thing that we think, you know, Hey, hey take that and keep it in your back pocket for next time. Like, because, because, because we're going to wrap up here. Yeah. But I, I think, I think, you know what I mean though? Oh, I do. Yeah. I'm going to let you sit on it till next week. Yeah. With that. Thank you for tuning in to Thought Junkie. I, I really hope that you take something with you today. I am your host, Nick, alongside my trusty co-host, Max. Maxwell. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.